equation. It is probably one of the most anxious, uh, most times of your life where you're dreaming, where you're thinking of what direction you're going to go, where you're thinking what you want to do next, where you have all these thoughts of which, what's coming next. Because when else in your life are you leaving at home? When else in your life are you choosing maybe where to go to college, what job you're going to do, and all those things. You have all these dreams as a senior, things that are coming, and all these anxieties and thoughts. And parents, you're all the same way. You're thinking, oh, man, my kid is leaving the home. Are they ready to leave my house? Are they ready to go into the world? Are they ready to make decisions on their own? Well, they call once in a while, right? I mean, these are all things that are going on. Um, there's lots of excitement. And there's lots of just joy in watching a video of somebody growing up and they're about to go into the world. And you're getting all kinds of advice, right? You're getting advice from guidance counselors. You're getting advice from teachers. You're getting advice from principal, probably. Any advice from people in the church, your friends, your parents, your pastor, um, and different people around the community are all giving you words of advice and things that they have. But really, all that advice is really good stuff, but it's still going to come down to a decision for you guys. And just like in our lives, we've made decisions. We made decisions when we graduated high school where to go next. Some of us chose to go on to college. Some of us chose to go into the workforce. Some of us chose to take a year abroad, maybe, uh, which pretty much means do nothing and live at home. Uh, or whatever. Whatever that means. Okay. Some of us make different decisions, and it affects the people around us. So it's a unique time for graduates and for everything. And there's lots of times in our lives where we graduate on the different things. So today I'm going to ask you guys, I'm going to present three, three things. I'm going to ask you, who has God called you to be? Who is God to you? And you have what it takes when you're in Christ. Stepping out into the great unknown, stepping out into a new world to go to college, to live on your own, to support yourself, is a challenging thing. And I thought about, and it brought to mind the Israelites when I was thinking about this. The Israelites were in captivity and slavery for almost 400 years. They were oppressed. They had no choices. They got up and they worked hard all day long. They got told what to do. They knew what they had to eat, which wasn't much. And they lived in this, this society where things weren't good for them. And they cried out to God, God, when are you going to come save us? And God chose to. God sent Moses to come and to save his people. And he took them out of slavery. And he took them, and he had promised them this promised land. And I think about when they got out of slavery, God did all these things to, to get his people out. And he showed them his great power. He brought them across many grounds and overcome many things and feeding them each day. And they got to this place, and they were standing before the Jordan, and they were about to go into God's promised land. These people that had been slaves, that had seen God do what he did, and they knew his great power. And what did they do? They cowered. 
They said, we don't trust you. We don't believe we can go and take this land. We live in fear. And guess what they had to go do? Wander in a desert for 40 years. Because they weren't ready to take hold of what God had promised them. And they had seen God take them out of slavery. But they were so enslaved to their world, they wanted to go back to them. They would have rather been back in bondage than to go forward and have what God gave them. We're faced many times in our lives with situations where we have to choose to go forward with God, to choose to take a step forward and trust in His faith that what God has told us and what God is showing us is going to come true. That His commands and His word is true. And it is right. And He wants what's best for us. He wanted what was best for His people in Israel. So if you guys want to open up to Joshua, Chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. Says, be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to the inheritance, the land I swore to your forefathers to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. So that you may be careful to do everything written, that you may prosper and be successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, God, I just I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for this time that we have to come together to worship you, God, to, to see what you have for us today. Lord, I pray that we will just take hold of your words, take hold of your truth, and that we will encourage one another and build each other up, and God, help to bear one another's burdens. Amen. We pray. Amen. So the first thing here in chapter 6, Joshua is going to take leadership of the Israel Israelites. This is no small task. He is not just taking over a church of about 200 people. He is taking over a nation that has been wandering in the desert for 40 years. They have no home. They've had no place to live. But they have this place that God has promised to them. And Joshua is going to take leadership of this grumbling people that seem to have God with them, providing and doing all these things, but they always question everything. I think about it, when a leader makes a decision, that decision is usually always, always looked at and looked back at. Did you make the right decision? Was that the right thing to do? Did we do the right things? 
I'm a big uh, Marvel superhero movie watcher. So I've been watching the Avengers and their their story, and lots of you may or may not be watching that or be a part of it or whatever. But in the first couple movies, the Marvel superheroes have saved the, the world. This enemy from Earth, outside of Earth, came to destroy Earth and wipe it out. And the superheroes saved it. And in the process, some stuff was destroyed. Um, buildings were knocked down. People were killed. Innocent people that were bystanders watching this, these people fight each other were hurt. And at the time, people were grateful that we stopped. They had stopped this enemy invasion from taking over Earth and enslaving us. But as it went on, they started to second-guess the Avengers. They started to say, well, did you have to do it this way? In fact, we don't think you guys are being careful enough when you're stopping the enemy from killing, killing us and taking us and enslaving us. We need to put you underneath some guidelines because we don't believe that you're doing what's in best interest for us uh, in stopping these bad guys from destroying all humanity. Um, you've hurt too many people. They're second-guessing what happened. They're second-guessing their leaders. And Joshua here is about to take them across the Jordan, into the Promised Land. Do you think the Israelites are like on fire and let's go do this? Some of them, maybe. It's a new generation. It's a generation that had just wandered in the desert. They didn't know slavery, per, per se, because they never were part. Everybody that was part of the Israelite community had died that knew slavery, except for Joshua and Caleb, Moses. So they didn't know this. So they're going to go in and they're going to take this land. So this is all new. They've been preparing for it in some ways in the desert, preparing to go in. And the first thing they had to do was get across the Jordan River. Okay? Not the biggest task in the world, but not the smallest thing. And they questioned Joshua. How are we going to do this thing? How are we even going to get across this river to go into the promised land to take our, the land that God had promised us? And Joshua was their leader. And Joshua was with God. And this is God's command to Joshua. Right when he's going to take leadership. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to the inheritance, the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and courageous. God is telling Joshua to trust him. To trust in the plan that God has to bring his people to this land. Now we all, not all, but well, we all have parents. And our parents are all hopefully praying for us. And as you graduates go off and you're going to make decisions and you're going to be living in the world and going, kind of making your own path, per se, your parents are going to be there. And they're wanting you to be strong and they're wanting you to be courageous. And the world is going to tell you lots of different things. The world is going to tell you to do this. The world is going to tell you that this is important. The world is going to tell you that you need to, to make a certain amount of money or you need to drive a certain amount of car or you need to do this or you need to do that in whatever field you go into. The world has lots of roads that it wants you to go down. But right here in Joshua, God tells, tells us right away, tells Joshua to be strong and courageous, and he tells him how to do it. 
He tells them how to be strong and courage. He just doesn't say be strong and courageous, now go. He tells them how. He says in verse 7, he says, Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Now the law to Joshua was what? We know it as the book of Deuteronomy. Okay. It's the law that Moses gave them, the Ten Commandments, all the other laws to follow. God showed his people how to live. God showed Joshua how to be strong and courageous, just like he showed us. Who has God made us to be in this time of our life? Who has God made me to be? I'm discovering it each and every day. I'm following God. I'm trying to discover who he is. I'm trying to walk in this relationship with God. And I'm trying to learn his word and follow his truths. When we follow his truths and learn his word, then we discover who God made us to be. We discover that God made us to be in a relationship with him. We discover that God loves us. That God has good things for us. That God has joy that he wants to place in our lives. That God has mercies for when we screw up and do what we want to do. And we don't do the right things. In verse 8 it says, Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do what is written in it. We gather together with believers to worship God, to learn about his word, to place it on our hearts, to keep it on our mouths as we speak it. And over the last couple of weeks, Chris has been talking and challenging us to pray. Last week we went off and prayed together as a group, and we had to pray with other believers. And that's a thing that is practice. It is a thing to practice when we pray together. If we were to pray together every week, once a week, that we got together and we prayed, I would say in two to three years, the prayer life here of everybody would be tremendously better than it is now. Would you guys not agree? If we prayed once a week together with a group of people, that time together would be good. I'm pretty close with a couple friends that I have in my life that challenge me, that keep me accountable in different areas. Um, and being a father and being a husband um, and things like that. And in the process of that friendship, friendships grow when you guys communicate with each other. And I think everybody would agree that those friends that you are closest to are the ones that you communicate with the most, right? The friends that you don't talk to very often. I have good friends in high school that I graduated with. Uh, my 20th year of graduation is this year. I graduated 20 years ago. Crazy to think about. Okay, so I have my 20 year reunion, and I think back to all my high school friends, the good friends that I had. I know I had 16 graduate from my class, and out of the 16, I know where one of them lives. I probably know where more than that because some of them still live in Rapid But I don't talk to them very much. And I was really close with all my high school graduate friends. We hung out together. When you only have 16 in your class, 
got a lot of choices when you hang out with them. Right? You hang out with everybody. You hang out with my class and the junior class and even the sophomores. We still we all hung out together. We went to everything together. We did all the sporting events together. We were a tight group. And we had a lot of fun. And I was really close with those friends. And then as I graduated and as I moved to different areas and you get to know different people, you get to know different friends. And you build relationships that you can really build a relationship with somebody. The only way you can really get to know somebody, the only way you can really have them open up to you is you have to spend time with them and you have to talk with them. And you have to communicate. And you have to build a relationship. You can't just walk into a room and see somebody, well, at least most of the time, maybe unless it's your dream person and just there's this connection there. But most of the time you walk in and it takes a while to build and to build that connection, to, to trust that person, to know that they have their best interests in mind. Well, God has your best interest in mind. And God has laid the word of God on your hearts. And you guys have learned about it. But in a lot of ways, this going out is making it your own. What are you guys going to do with all the things that you were taught with? Are you going to go off and in the first year of college be ambitious to go to class, be ambitious to get good grades, be ambitious to get these things, and the first year you decide, you know, in the first month or two you're like, hey, this was fun, but it, my friends are having a lot of fun partying. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to start staying up a little later at night. I'm going to start going out late. I'm going to miss some classes in the morning because I can miss class now. I don't have to get out of bed because my parents aren't there to tell me that. Um, I'm going to just skip this whole day and just sleep all day because that sounds awesome. And then I'm going to stay up all night again. And we're going to hang out and do all kinds of stuff because it's your choice to do it. Nobody at college or nobody at school is going to be on you to say, you need to get out of bed. You need to get to class. It's your decision. And you're going to make making those decisions. It's your decision to go to college or wherever you're going to go to get up and go to church, to find a body of believers that you can fellowship with to find a group of people that you can pour your life into and build you up spiritually and build you up in your maturity of life and in your walk with God. I had somebody in my, uh, my church that gave me a, a verse before I left for college, and I have it underlined here in my, my Bible. It comes from 2 Timothy um, verse 3. It says, I thank God whom I serve, as my forefathers did, for a clear conscience as night and day. I can constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. That's a verse from somebody that was very close to me in growing up in my church. They came and, and they took my Bible and they underlined it and they, they put a little saying next to it and they just said, I want, it, I want you to remember this, that I'm going to be praying for you your whole life. I haven't. I don't think I've actually talked to that person more than once since I graduated. Because they left our church, I think, within a year or two of leaving. Do, are they praying for me? Maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully they are. I would love, it, love to know that this person is praying for me. They were prayer people. God has made us with a purpose, and he's made each one of you guys with a purpose. And each one of us in our lives with a purpose. So what has called God called you to do and to be? And who is God to you? 
That's a question our graduates and every one of us has to ask. Who is God to you? Is God a person in the stars that sits up there and watches and waiting for you to mess up so that he can strike you with lightning or cause you to trip and fall over a stone and embarrass you? Is God somebody that wants to have a relationship with you? Is God somebody that wants to be close to you, that wants to know everything about you, that wants you to share everything with him, that wants to be there in the good times and the bad times? God was there for Joshua. God was there for the Israelites. God got them across the Jordan River. God helped them destroy the city that none of them thought they could destroy just by walking around it and shouting. God had a plan, and he showed his people right away that he has a plan for you. And God has a plan for each one of us, and he's put it in his word. And Jesus, Jesus came so we may have life in him, that we may walk with him. See, God wants to have a relationship with each one of you guys. And God wants to have a relationship with, with you and with me. And we, we need to work at it. We can't just expect it to happen. We can't just expect that we're going to know what to do all the time if we're not in a relationship with him. Did Joshua have some road bumps along the road? Yeah, he did. He was dealing with a huge nation of lots of people and lots of things. But Joshua did what, he, what God commanded him to do. He took the promised land. He followed God to the end. He was strong and he was courageous. And I believe he did meditate on the law every day. And I believe he tried to keep his path straight from going to the left or to the right. Because he was a strong leader. So do we have what it takes to do what God want, created us to do? Do we have what it takes to be in a relationship with God to know what he wants? In Christ, absolutely we do. When we see Christ, when we spend time with him, when we take time out of our busy lives to say, God, I'm going to meet you today. I'm going to meet you at 7 o'clock a.m. in the morning. I'm going to meet you at 7 p.m. at night. I'm going to meet you at midnight. I'm going to spend some time in prayer. I'm going to spend some time reading your word. Lord, please meet me there. He'll meet you every time. So I challenge the graduates. I challenge you guys. God wants to have a relationship with you. He has purpose in your life. Like I said, there's no time like graduating from high school where you have dreams and you have ambitions and you have things that you're going to do and what am I going to do with my life? Who is God going to bring into my life? In the future, I'm going off to college. I came up to northern Minnesota for college. I'd never been to northern Minnesota in my life. I don't know why God bring me up here, but apparently he had a plan for me because if he didn't bring me up here, I wouldn't be standing here now. I don't know where I would be, but this is where God wanted me to be, at Oak Hills Christian College. And He does. we don't know where God's going to take us. And sometimes we choose our own paths. But God wants us to be with him. So you guys don't know what your future may hold. You have these thoughts and these plans. But be strong and courageous. Stand with Christ 
in the word and follow his leading, and I promise you that life will be greater than you can imagine. Most of us can say here we've chosen our own ways at times, and it's probably led us down a hard path. We've chosen the left. We've chosen the right. But God wants us to be with him, and he'll bring us back, and he'll restore us, and he'll forgive us, and he'll bring us joy, and he'll bring us hope. You guys can be, we can all be successful in whatever we do. And we can prosper in everything if we trust in what God has for us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you so much for what you do for us. And God, and how you love us and care for us. And I just pray that we will know who we are in you. God, and we will just grow in our relationship with you. God, and we will trust in you where you've brought us. And God, what you've, uh, you have for us in our life. And I pray today, I just thank you for these graduates and that are going to be graduating. I just pray that you will just be with them. Let them know that they have hope in you, that they have peace in you, that they have direction in you, that they have purpose in you. God, that you have a great plan for their life. God, and they can do wonderful things when they trust and they believe in what you have for them. Don't let the world take them away. Don't let the world put them down. Don't let them believe the, the lies of the world. But God, just lead and direct them in their lives. In your name.